What is up, chatbots and digital marketing podcast listeners? My name is Carl Schuchert here. I'm super excited because I've got a great uh, podcast coming up for you with my good friend, Sean Donahoe, who has been around since 1997, online marketing as one of the original uh, digital and uh, agency service providers for local businesses. He called it a business back then because there was real no, uh, you know, crazy fun word for it. It was just a business. Entrepreneurship wasn't as sexy back then. But we live in a world where things are drastically changing. In fact, I think the opportunity is greater than ever if you don't take it now while the iron is hot. And before I bring on Sean here, I just want to I just want to tell you guys a couple of things. One of them is. I'm noticing as a marketer who has decent data to look at, I'm seeing higher open rates on just my emails that are going out. I'm seeing higher read rates on our bots that are going out. And I'm seeing more clicks on websites that we manage in our own websites that we have internally than I've ever seen before. Right now, there is a great migration going on online where people are, you know, we have, we're dealing with something as a country right now, so we, we can date this as we are dealing with the coronavirus right now. And so all of us are being told social distancing, social distancing, and companies like Zoom and GoToWebinar and GoToMeeting and a lot of these other online companies and, and uh, the bandwidth of internet is getting hit harder than it's ever been gotten hit before. In fact, even some of this recording could come up somewhat choppy because of it. But I look at this as an opportunity. There's an old saying by the Chinese, you know, so I think it's an old Chinese proverb that says where there's uh, chaos, there's opportunity. And one of my other favorite things to think about is, you know, there was a book that was written called The Five Second Rule. Uh, and in that book, it talks about how fear and anxiety even, how you can flip that into excitement. And it's an exciting time. If you really learn how to go one, two, three, count to 20, Think about all the things that are exciting you the most about this opportunity, and then you can attack it. And you take your problems, you turn them into challenges, and challenges turn into opportunity. So anyway, I just wanted to get on my soapbox, and I'm sure that me and Sean will probably go off on a tangent about it in just a second. Absolutely. But uh, let me just tell you guys a little bit about Sean. Sean has been an online beast for a long time. Not only has he been marketing uh, on the digital space, he, he does LinkedIn lead generation services. He teaches other people how to do LinkedIn lead generation services. He's done things in e-commerce. He's done things in WordPress. He's actually, I think I'm a nerd, but this guy is like another level of nerdism. The guy does everything. In fact, I just got to hang out with him in Baltimore uh, not too long ago at a very high level mastermind event on webinars. He's a, he's a master at webinars. But then he started talking to me about markets and market trends and the different ways. He even, he even broke down this way of like what are option trading. And he has like this analogy of like buying a boat. Maybe I'll, maybe we'll, I'll have him talk about that in a minute. The guy is super technical and a nerd in that sense, but he does it in a way that makes it super simple for very normal people like you and me uh, to understand. So without further ado, Sean, what's up, buddy? <laughs> well, that was probably the best intro I've ever had. I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to record that and use it as my pre-roll. But yeah, doing fantastic. It was great to hang out with you, especially as the, as you say, we were we were sat in the lobby of a hotel, and I'm explaining how the markets are, you know, with the crashing and what we do to, you know, pivot and, you know, leverage the opportunities that are all around us. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, I give a tip of the hat to. There are opportunities abound right now, despite all the craziness going on, all the 
fear, apprehension, the worry and concern, th this everything is evolving right now. Business is evolving, education system is evolving, society is evolving. We are gone through the fear part and now we're settling down into a new norm while we adapt and overcome current situations. But yeah, I mean, just to also back up what Carl was saying there, uh, we're seeing open rates go up, we're seeing our uh, cold traffic more responsive than ever, also more cost effective, while literally the world is going a little bit crazy, but there are opportunities to make a big impact to go through uh, this current uncertainty cycle and come out the other side thriving, surviving, and helping a lot of people around you. So yeah, right now, it's, it is it, it is like back in 2008, when the housing market crashed, we had the uh, mortgage-backed security issues that caused uh, major, major recession. That was the greatest time to come out of and start a business. And we've had a 10-year uh, bull run right up until just a couple of months ago, where the markets have absolutely uh, been bullish. And again, lots of millionaires have been created coming out of this cycle and coming out of this uh, coronavirus in, you know, inspired chaos. When this settles down and, and retraces again, we're kind of resetting the clock, but it could be another good run going forward. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. So kind of speaking on the opportunity side, um, you know, of that, what are some things that you're seeing, you know, with your knowledge and your background, what are some of the opportunities that you're seeing that's happening right now? Or what's the big pivot that I think people need to be more conscious about uh, moving forward? Well, specifically for your audience and everyone watching this and, and what with what I do, because we do LinkedIn lead generation, that's one of the things we do. But we've basically we we want to make sure that we're bringing in traffic from everywhere where possible. Um, but one of the opportunities, if you uh, build leads with bots, if you generate traffic to any website or what have you, is those skills can be monetized. And there's lots of businesses that suck at marketing. There's lots of businesses that are gonna need help. Right now, again, they're gonna be concerned about what they're gonna be able to do when they can open the doors again. A lot of businesses are shutting down and shuttering. Lots of staff are temporarily you know, at home or could unfortunately be permanently at home. So there's multiple opportunities. The one big opportunity I see is for businesses that have sales and revenue and staff, they have to have cash flow. They want to get back and running and really get serious about their marketing and everything else. So I see a lot of opportunity to leverage your skills and acquire new skills that can go out there and help these businesses. And it doesn't have to be just local businesses. It could be any business online that has products and services that are um they need eyeballs on that. They need leads. They need marketing. They need to optimize their offers. They need literally your help to grow, scale, and come out of this on the other side. So the cool thing is that, yeah, a lot of businesses are going to need help. They're also going to need the revenue. So again, they'll either have a war chest or they'll know how you know they need to finance uh, to create growth capital. I mean, the SBA, the, the government is pumping three, they've already put 200 billion into the SBA 
which is the Small Business Association for Small and Medium-Sized Businesses, and they're pumping another $300 billion in, which means there's going to be grants there to help businesses get back off the ground. There's also other ways that, uh, you know, creative financing and everything else. So there's going to be an injection of cash into small and medium-sized businesses, and they're going to need help. And the cool thing is with what you do with uh, Carl, what we'll be covering uh, as well with additional training, there's going to be a lot of different things that you can do to provide their help. You can learn new skills, you can develop and enhance existing skills. Uh, and then you can say, hey, do you need help? Do you need some leads? Do you need some, can, you know, can I help you get more business? And what business right now is going to say no? Okay. I mean, think about it. Chiropractor, they're not, they don't want to learn how to generate leads. They want to have people on their tables where they can pop their spines and stuff like that. Uh, auto mechanics, they don't want to be learning how to uh, generate leads from Facebook, social media, bots, or you know, LinkedIn or anything else like that. They want to make sure they've got an, a, a vehicle in their engine bays, you know, and that's it. You know, boom. Okay, what's up on the rack right now? Can I fix that? They don't want to be learning this stuff. A dentist doesn't want to be trying to figure out how to build, grow, and scale their business. They want people in those seats and their hands in people's mouths. That's what they specialize in. But they are going to be saying, damn, I've got all these empty chairs. I've got all these empty garage space. I've got all these empty tables. What can I do to make that work? That's where you can come in as agency holders or as new business owners or existing business owners and say, hey, you know what? Let me share my skills. Let me show you how we do it, and I can do this for you. And again, that is where I see a big opportunity because it's going to have a ripple effect. If you're doing this for yourself, first of all, that's going to help you take care of yourself and your family and your immediate needs, and give you a little bit of security, comfort, and certainty going forward that you've got it covered, okay? Because a lot of people are kind of questioning that right now. But the ripple effect you're going to have on other businesses and their families and their employees and their families, that's where the real impact is. Because if we're out there doing this, we're, we're saving businesses, we're, we're helping ourselves, we're doing this, creating security for ourselves, but also the ripple effect can be absolutely fantastic. You know what I really uh, admire and really like about what you were talking about, Sean, is that a, a good demographic of our listeners, uh, roofs coming down, uh, <laughs> I have snow coming down in the background here. A good demographic of our listeners are agency holders. They do digital marketing services for local businesses and national businesses and global businesses. Um, the fact you point out a couple of really good key things that I think we all need to wake up to. I think the big the big pivot I was looking for, which is you already have the pivot. You've already been doing the pivot in this demographic. You now get a shine more than ever. And now is probably the best opportunity to actually contact these people, these local businesses, because they're all stuck at home or their their business isn't thriving at the moment like it was or it used to be because they're missing that foot traffic that they used to have. And the one thing that you pointed out too, Sean, that I really, there's two things, but one of them is the $1.5 trillion that's just, it's about to be injected into the system. Yeah, that, Fed's pumping that in with bonds and everything else. And that is, I mean, let's face it, that's printing press money. That's quantitative yeah, easing. Uh, but, you know, that's that's underpinning the decline 
But yeah, the the stimulus packages they're talking about to inject back into small businesses that are going to be hit the hardest. Yeah, that that is really that is very key right now. So I mean, and that's real tangible money that we see, even though it's changes inflation and stuff like that down the road. But the other thing that I want to mention though is that you know you fix people's problems now when they're at this chaotic point, then the ripple effect that Sean is talking about is going to be is going to supersede your business people are going to bring you more referrals you're going to help their families have a better lifestyle they're going to refer to you all the time uh and that is legacy building that's like literally building a legacy in, in your business with what a lot of us currently already do or are looking to get into like agency services and stuff like that which is something that sean does a really good job at training and teaching and we and some of you guys know we have our own agency product as well sean um I, let's just change the topic completely here. Let's let's move into something a little bit different. Um, tell me, like, you know, before we started, uh, 1997, you got started in this business. Tell us, tell me a little bit about that business. How how did it, you know what happened that got you into the business? And then what were some of the biggest failures that you've learned from since then? Oh, oh, that's going to be a good one. Nice curveball. All right. So here's the thing. When I first started, I, my wife actually had started a publishing company and she was building websites and, and uh it was friends and family businesses we knew and everything else now when i uh where we got married and everything else uh she already had working from a kitchen table we started this business and it was a kind of a case if she's a world she's an award-winning graphics artist uh she's absolutely phenomenal she makes me look good which that's awesome. takes a lot of shopping and, and work but at the end of the day I wasn't that good at that. So I was good at building websites, coding and stuff like that. So uh, so we brought our skills together, which were very complimentary. And we built, you know, built an agency. We didn't know it was called an agency at the time. It was just business. But we took what we did, helped other businesses. And we were working with medium uh, size, small, medium sized online businesses. I started off mostly with e-commerce, funnily enough. We actually built a couple of Amazon competitors when Amazon was only really selling books and DVDs and games and things like that before they became the uh, behemoth they are now. But uh, a lot of what we were doing then was yeah, software development, but we was an agency, okay? And we were dealing with, you know, at, what, the, at peak, we had 70, uh, 70 clients. And one of the things they don't tell you about agencies, especially when you get to scale, because we hustled and ground our way to success. I mean, from literally 6 a.m., many days till midnight. I'm working my ass off, creating deals, making things happen, uh, building out a team and everything else. But as the captain of that ship, uh, yeah, you know what? I was making money hand over fist, but I never saw my family. Uh, marriage was in tatters. Uh, I was working, literally, I built myself into a prison. And this is one thing that uh, they don't tell you a lot about agencies at scale. There's lots of agency models. There's lots of things. But when you, if, if you want to get to the big money, you, you know, you've got to work your ass off unless you do something different, unless you structure. And this is one of the things that uh, we teach is, okay, and let, let, before I get ahead of myself, here's what happens. And I, I, I am careful about telling this story, but this is, Hey, you know what? I'm going to put my heart on my sleeve here a little bit. I burnt out. 
I literally stood up one day and I was so exhausted, so mentally drained, so uh, I was screwed. And I just, boom, I hit the deck. I just dropped face down, right on the ground, boom, out. Got rushed to hospital uh, between adrenal uh, failure and uh, dehydration and stress and everything else, literally physically and mentally wiped me out. And I just, my body just said, reset, boom, down. Uh, that was a very scary time. And I put it down to all the stress and strain of running a very large agency and a multi-million dollar business, but I had built myself into a prison cell. I had created my own prison and I realized that something had to change. Something had to, I, I couldn't do this. So I fired every single one of my clients. I said, bomb, done, that's it, I'm sorry, we're not doing this anymore. You can imagine the upheaval that caused. I still have uh, former clients today ask, begging me to take them back. But I just decided, you know what? I need to do something different. So I mapped out my entire business, everything on, funnily enough, the whiteboard that is right behind me here or right behind this, this camera. And I literally put big X's through major parts of it. And I, then I just like, you know what? This is all screwed up. So I literally wiped the board clean. And then I decided, you know what? To have true freedom, what we call the unhustled life, was I needed to do something different. I needed to build my business around the life I wanted rather than try and cram life around the business I had. And that, when I stepped back and was able to really focus on that, and I built time and ability and freedom and focused on the, the time and money, because time, you can't get more of that. That was, I mean, when you hit the deck, you suddenly question how much you've got left. So I realized I had to build time and money into what I'm doing, because that is being able to do what you want, when you want, and have the resources, time and money to actually do it, is the secret to being unhustled. That's why we created this company and movement around it, because I wanted to share this with other people and show people how that no matter where you are, whether you've got an existing business or you want to create a new business, you want to create a new agency, there is smarter ways to do it and that you don't build yourself into a prison. You actually have freedom built in and then what you do creates funds and gives you the ability to live the life you want rather than just try and cram life in around slaving away in your agency or your business. That was a soapbox moment. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was good. I was I was totally intrigued and um, it was interesting. I mean, you kind of fell into it early on with the wife being incredibly, <laughs> incredibly amazing at, you know, uh, doing graphic design and stuff like that. You having a developer's background. So it was like kind of a perfect storm right there for you. Uh, but then, you know, just being admitting, you know, uh, the faults we have in the adrenal uh, loss. I've heard I've heard a lot about a lot of people suffering from that when they work so friggin' hard to provide and then, you know, the body just shuts down and it's not our, we're mentally still here, but our body's saying, no, like you need to stop what you're doing and rethink about it and try to put things together. So that being that pain point in life, like when things, you, you knocked everything out, what, 
what was the lesson there and what do you think how could you help other people do kind of the same thing in their lives especially people who are facing that now well the interesting thing was and i just want to kind of sidetrack before i answer sure. that is when i built time and built freedom into uh my business it actually exploded my business and still gave me time to pursue other things like real estate investing, stock market trading, uh, all the other business stuff I do. I'm involved in finance. I, I actually fund big businesses. I fund medium-sized businesses with growth capital and stuff like that. I work with Wall Street, uh, you know, private equity money and stuff like that. So the cool thing is it allowed me to do a lot more, but be super uh, flexible in what I do. And then, I mean, literally it, it, it changed everything. So, uh, I know that, uh, we've got some training and we got uh, some other things going on, uh, between you and I. So do you want to talk about that in a moment? Uh, because again, that's obviously where a lot of things that we can gonna, do. And talk about. Yeah. I'm going to put that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this oh. podcast now, that'll be in the, it'll be in the show notes. It'll be down there somewhere. So somewhere. that's cool. So, okay. So, yeah. So the main thing with being unhustled, just for, for example, is understanding the return on investment on your time. Okay. A lot of people talk about money and it's that everything is driven by the almighty dollar. Okay. Uh, the thing is that that is our sole pursuit is, um, but we're not careful about our time and how much we're putting of ourselves into anything else. So here's a quick, a little hack, an unhustled hack, if you like. On a piece of paper, put, uh, create three columns. Put in the things you love, the things you hate, and the things you absolutely must do. And this can be for your life or your business, okay? We call this the love-hate-do exercise. So one of the cool things with this is if you put all the stuff that you love doing, which gives you, yeah, fires you up, gets you passionate and everything else, put that in the love column. All the things you absolutely hate doing, like it's pulling teeth, uh, put that in the hate column. These are the things that you just dread doing. And then everything you must do or you could only you can do, put that in the do column. Now, the reason I want you to do this is think about everything you do every day. Okay. If it's in the hate column, get someone else to do it. Find a way to either automate, streamline, get someone else to do it. Okay, take that off of your personal burden. Uh, but if, if it's something you hate, but it still must be done by you, then okay, that goes in the do column. Okay. Now, all the stuff in the love column, which is, you know, that's the ha happy, happy, fun time column. Look at them all and then decide, okay, I put this through an additional filter called the could or should filter. Now, look at each item. Could you do it? Yes. Should you be doing it? Eh, maybe not. For example, I can build websites. Again, I've been doing this since 1997. I can, I can do beautiful, beautiful websites. But then I question myself, is that an effective use of my time? Should I have someone else do that? In which case, if I could, yeah. If I should, yeah. If I check both of those boxes, okay, it's going to stay in the love column. Fine. But if I shouldn't be doing it, it's going to go in the do column. And in the do column, everything else that ends up over there, I also look at how can I either automate, streamline, or get someone else to do it. You see, I'm all about divesting myself of my time, okay? Delegating resources 
and tasks that other people should be doing. Because if I put a value on my time, I don't want to be trading time for money. That's one thing that we're talking about here. Stopping trading time for money. Because if you if I can, if it's a if I put my time at say hundred dollars an hour, just as a simple numbers, but that's a five dollar task, and I'm doing it, well, I'm throwing away $95 for every hour. That's not cool. I need to find a $5 person to do a $5 job. Now, you might be thinking, oh, Sean, I can't afford to hire people. I can't afford to take on a VA or something like that. You don't have to take them on full time. You can get people. You can create, if it's something you're doing a lot, for example, like uh, we're doing a podcast here. I actually have a podcast in the trading space as a prime example. Uh, we have one of the most popular trading podcasts out there. My involvement is turning up, like we're doing right now, with my uh, business partner in that. Press a button, record it, and then uh, once we're done, I stop. I, I press another button to stop it. That's it. Now I could do all the editing. I could splice in all the intros. I could upload it to my website. I could do all the show notes. I could have it all syndicated. Uh, across you know all the different platforms, but that's that's a five ten dollar task. So what I do is I create automations and systems and processes because this is the secret to being unhustled is creating systems and processes and repeatable tasks. That once you put them in place, you basically take yourself, extract yourself from those processes. You work on your business, not get stuck inside your business, and then boom. What happens is as soon as I've pressed stop that button, the recording has gone to Dropbox. It's picked up by an editor who I pay like 30 bucks on Fiverr. He is attached to that Dropbox. He goes, edits it, puts it back up there. Another member of my team comes in, does all the graphics, all the show notes, publishes it, uploads it to Libsyn and does a couple of other things. And then, but that's it. And then he send, he he preps the email to go out the next day from my show notes because I we do have show notes. And again, that's it. Copy, paste, tart it up a little bit, press a button, boom. Everything's scheduled to go out 6 a.m. the next morning. That is unhustled. And automation processes, look, if you're not doing it, it's automated. Doesn't matter whether it's macros or wonderful software like Carl produces or what have you. If you create systems and processes, and you think about how you can segment up your business, your life, and you can pull all these things apart. Literally, you can double, triple, or quadruple the amount of money you make for your time invested. Your, you know, your, your basic hourly, your effective hourly rate based on the time you're putting in can explode. But you free up so much more of your time, now you can focus on those tasks that you could and should do. And that suddenly just gives you a whole amount of freedom right there. Just from that one little kind of exercise and thought process, might take you time to transition, might take you a little more time than you want to invest right now. But once it's set up, life gets very, very interesting very quickly. So that's just a quick overview of awesome. uh, being unhustled. Yeah, awesome. That is a great little analogy and, and uh, takeaway for a lot of people. You guys could literally do what uh, Sean just showed you guys. In fact, I kind of even wrote my own little diagram while you were talking about love, hate, must do, could and should, and then uh, trading time for money. 
and what are the, the systems I can delegate out. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff I was even just thinking about on my own. Like we ha we have virtual assistants that work with us as well, but there's more that I could delegate that I don't necessarily need to be focusing on. And it's a really good uh, lesson for a lot of us out there because it's just taking you out of your business and you're still doing the things that you love. And that's the ultimate, that's freedom. The unhustled life is absolute freedom. And so, uh, Sean, uh, we're running out of time on our podcast. I would love to have you out again some other point. Um, but Absolutely. real quickly, real quickly, what are like some top books and maybe one of your top lessons that you've ever been given? Okay, you know what? Let me have a look on my shelf here. I've got a couple <laughs> that I would recommend. Okay, um, you know what? Two seconds. Sure. Okay, here you go. Th this will be two quick ones for you. Uh, actually, most of my books are now on Kindle, but I just happen to have these ones handy. Work the System uh, by Sam Carpenter. Again, huh, the simple mechanics for making more and working less. As you can tell, I am, a again, not because of this, but this supplements a lot of what I talk about and uh, teach. So, yeah, this it's all about creating systems and processes. It's a good, really good book. Another one is called... Uh, the E-Myth Simplified, which I don't have the physical one. And then this one uh, is a really good one. Actually, one of my private clients just gave me this as a gift. Uh, and it was actually a really good book. It's called The Iconist. It's by uh, Jamie Mustard, and it's The Art and Science of Standing Out. It's all about how to stand out from a, a busy crowd and everything else, an idea generation that gives you the ability to just kind of break out of the noise a little bit. So there's a couple of good books I can recommend. Another one, um, what is it? Made to Stick. I can't remember the name of the author. Made to Stick. It's all about ideas. Make What makes an idea or a concept stick? The, in the words you use, the analogies you use that people relate to so you can communicate your ideas and your marketing message. So there you go. There's four off the top of my head. I could probably list a dozen more, but I don't what, want to overload. Anyone. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Well, the best piece of advice I've ever been given. Um, don't trade time for money. Don't, don't trade uh, time for money. All right, folks, you heard it there. Don't trade time for money. Tons of good books. A system to basically create ultimate freedom in your life, leveraging what you love, what you hate, and what you must do. Sean, awesome having you out for this. Uh, I will definitely be adding the show notes in all of our places and syndicating this out to all of our viewers. Again, thanks so much for having uh, for coming on. My pleasure. Always good to share this stuff. Awesome. All right, chatbots and digital marketing podcast listeners, this was it for this uh, podcast. Thanks for joining. Uh, Sean Donahoe was phenomenal. He gave us some really great takeaway tips. Um, I highly recommend that you actually duplicate some of the things that he taught you in today's uh, episode. Uh, by the way, our episode is sponsored by Segmate app. That's S-E-G-M-A-T-E-A-P-P.com where you can take advantage of our free trial. Uh, it's our messenger marketing platform. And on there, you can actually use messenger and Facebook data to get leads. In fact, this whole system is a full-blown lead generation system leveraging uh, Facebook data using chatbots so you can first capture leads, then nurture those leads and bring them into your business so they buy from you more often than not. Guys, during this time of this call, this has been kind of a, 
like a hard time for the world. Obviously, we were dealing with the virus that's going on when we recorded this. And so everybody is working from home. The opportunity is still there. Money is still there. The opportunity is still there. But it's up to us to come together, work together, and start working online more often. Right now, you could reach out to businesses, help them get online as well, and be their hero. So that's my challenge to you on this call. I'm going to go ahead and end it at that. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Talk soon.